Welcome. This is the start of House of Ramen, our first show and entry to podcast. During our show, you will hear reviews on all things pop culture and food. If you're in the DFW or plan on traveling here, we've got you covered. In today's episode, we'll be talking about House of the Dragon and She-Hulk. We'll also find out who Christina's favorite doctor is. House of Dragons premiered this past Sunday, and we both had the opportunity to watch it. What were your thoughts about the show? Um, I didn't have much expectations coming into the show, so I felt like I was watching a new show from like, you know, try not to think of Game of Thrones at all, really, just to consider it on its own type of thing. And uh, it really felt like Game of Thrones-ish, you know, obviously. Um, but I, I really liked it. Uh, it. I have some knowledge of the book a little bit, just based off some other people I've, <laughs> I've watched that have read the book. Um, but um, it seems to be true to its roots, which... I think is what everyone really likes. You know, we all like George R. R. Martin's um, work. And uh, yeah, it was gritty. It was um, emotional. It was entertaining. I wasn't bored at all or anything like that. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I would agree with you on your assessment on the feeling for Game of Thrones. And then also, you know, You've been talking about it for months and doing your research. I have. (laughs) So I know you are very excited about it and did your best not to compare. And I think you did a pretty good job at that. I I enjoyed it as well. Um, I would say the feel, I think it's kind of hard to separate, you know, a show that had been on for so long and was global to to not get it out of your mind but I really enjoyed it and whenever I watch something I don't really deep dive into it the first go around you know so I took it at face value but I really enjoyed it I had no expectations and you know by the end of the episode I was ready to watch episode two yeah same here so what did uh what did you like about episode one um, I liked how they had some callbacks or future references, I should say, since it's in the past. Um, but the I believe the composer was the same um, from Game of Thrones when you heard the themes from Game of Thrones on House of Dragons. And, you know, if you're I think I liked it because you could watch this without knowing Game of Thrones. Like, if this came out first, I could totally see, you know, it's still becoming a, um, a phenomenon. You know, I'm not sure to the extent because it would just, I haven't read the book personally, but I'm pretty sure it's really juicy and still a lot of stuff goes down. So just to 
know the Game of Thrones and the history and see that, you know, all the houses are there, right? Because, I mean, they're established houses. It was really cool to see. And, you know, history changes. And, you know, they always say to the victor goes the spoils. So, you know, we see at the end of the episode, and uh, spoiler alert, right, if you haven't seen it, you know, Rhaenyra's, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. I know there's two R people on there, female. Um, you know, she gets crowned queen. So, you know, you could well, just... She's named heir. She's not exactly... She's not named queen. She's not crowned yet. She's just... Um, King Viserys just announced to the entire Westeros that she will be his heir whenever he passes or whatever. Gotcha. So, but I would say even with, or not but, but <laughs> that you can see the distaste for, for some of the houses and, so, and the people. Like maybe they weren't ready for it. And I know it's not mentioned in Game of Thrones, that history, but it's 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 cool to see the parallels. And like I was saying, you know, to the victor go the spoils and, and like the winners write the history books. It's like you wouldn't, from watching Game of Thrones, you wouldn't have known that there might have been um, a female, like a queen, you know, already established. Or, an, I mean, of course, there's like the, you have the kings that have had sons and daughters, but, you know, maybe not named heir since he has no male heir. Yeah, you, I mean, you can argue that, you know, in Game of Thrones, you, the females always kind of struggle to you know, um, get that type of authority. Like, even when Cersei in Game of Thrones was regent and queen, she still had to fight to stay in that position. Danny had to fight to, to get to where she was versus the men who were born into it, raised to be it, you know. So there's always that um, gender struggle, I think. And for sure they're highlighting it in... House of Dragon, just from the get-go, talking about Princess Rhaenys, she's the queen that almost was, you know, there's obviously, you know, um, some um, resentment there, you know, she was technically next in line for the throne, but due to her sex, she couldn't, the, you know, times were not ready for for that next step, I guess, Um, but yeah. It is interesting because, yeah, for sure, that's going to go against the grain, go against customs. And you can already see all the potential obstacles that Rhaenyra is going to experience, with, especially with the secret she, that her father told her on top of this kingdom she's going to inherit whenever he passes. For sure. And that was really, I enjoyed that secret. And I can, you know, I, I saw something else showing that that was provided by George R. R. Martin. And um, I've seen some things where he's, I think, a little more involved with this one than he was with Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and so, I mean, I know a lot of people don't have the best memories for the last season, possibly two seasons. You know, I I enjoyed it. They were awful. But I, <laughs> they were so bad. 
Yeah. And it was just the pacing. It was all the pacing. It had nothing to do with the production or anything like that. It was just the pacing. And, you know, they invested so much in these character developments. It just, and and even George R. R. Martin, you know, said in an interview recently, you know, that he wanted Game of Thrones to reach at least 10 to 13 seasons easy. And the showrunners had other plans, you know, so. It was the pacing that was terrible, and they did our they did our Jon Snow dirty. I think I feel like they made it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like the show as a whole. So it's like we've seen a lot of series, so I know we know good series finales and bad series finales, but I'm not gonna judge that based off those last two seasons because I I did enjoy the last two. Um, you know, I think it's just so hard, especially when you have this phenomenon. It's global show and, you know, you have greed that comes into it as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I think those choices were made based off shows that are coming. And look what's happening now. We, You know, there were some shows already in the works, but we have the prequel show. And yeah, there's several the, spinoffs in the works. Yeah. So it's like. I think that's what it was. So, you know, it, remind, it takes me back to Dexter. Um, I didn't get to finish the new season, but it was, you know, that last season was the, um, before this most recent season, the way they left it is just like very open-ended and, and not towards the character. You know, it's like we talk about the dessert, what fate did the twins in Game of Thrones, you know, the brother and sister, Cersei and Jamie. Jamie what did they you know did they deserve a happy ending so you know it's it's kind of like they're gonna do you can't please everybody no for sure and i don't think that's what you know i i wasn't expecting them to but there were some things that were like really like all this investment all this time to build up these certain attributes and these characters like jamie finally getting to a point where he might even be somewhat redeemable almost maybe not that far but to just totally you know basically throw away his relationship he built with Brienne to go back to his sister yeah he always loved his sister obviously but it just it it seemed very um too um lazy yeah I I'm not sure, you know, I'm not a writer, so I don't know. I can, I don't want to say it was lazy or not, but I don't agree with it. I, I would have rather him forget the sister. I know it's. Blood. I'd rather him kill her. I've killed her. Yeah, I mean, there's that def- would have made it be like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. But no, it just solidified that he was, he would always and forever be at her. Yeah. Be there for her, which I mean. Yeah, they say it kind of from the beginning, even the books, how close they are. You know, they love each other and everything. But she was so bad. <laughs> Jamie was no angel either, but she did not deserve that happy death, if that makes sense. For yeah, sure. she still died, but I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So going back to House of Dragons, um, so we were talking about what we like. What do you, what do you, um, how do you like the cast? Uh, you know, we. I love the cast so far. I mean, 
I, uh, I'll probably end up getting the book and reading it myself probably eventually, but from the, just from the first episode, having no prior knowledge of the details of what's going on, everything, you can tell they put a lot of detail, not only in the costumery and, and everything, but picking their cast, like, um, just some of the stuff I've been hearing about, um, Prince Damon, right? Matt Smith was perfect because he can play that sadistic, cocky, you know, prince type role. And, you know, he, uh, I think he was fantastic. He's my favorite part. I may be biased because he for sure is my doctor. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I'm a, so I do enjoy, enjoyed him and Doctor Who, of course, and all his other work. I liked him in Morbius, even though that movie kind of fell flat for me, but all his other work, I enjoy him very much. He's a very good actor. And I think he's killing it. He killed it in the first episode, for sure. Yeah. Rhaenyra I'm was really likable, I think. Um, she kind of kind of gave us teases, like kind of like Danny a little bit, but not really. You know, she's her own person. And uh, all the characters, they're all very different and memorable. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say... I... I know you're not the biggest Doctor Who fan, but I know you did enjoy <laughs> Matt Smith. And I, th- I do think he plays that character really good. He's my doctor. So it was, I think he did a really good job because he can show range. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely read articles about the show, but I can see it too, right? We all have our, our take on the show. And for sure, you know, People, I'm pretty sure, are, are wondering, like, does he have something going on for his niece? You know, um, and I read somewhere that they kind of, the two actors kind of made that, sh- definitely had those undertones. Because it kind of makes you wonder. Well, yeah, I mean, it's very Game of Thrones, isn't it? You know, incest back in those days, like, I, you know, I've I've seen George R. R. Martin, he's, he's not just an author, he's a historian, right? He's taking aspects of real life that happened back, back in the... Europe back in the Middle Ages, right? That's what they used to do. You know, they used to practice, you know, inbreeding like that to keep their, they believed, you know, to keep their bloodline pure. So it doesn't surprise me that some of that action may be happening. Um, you know, spoiler alert, uh, kind of, uh, you know, most of us have done a little bit of reading ahead and, you know, they probably do end up together ish. Um, <laughs> but how that relationship to that point is, I mean, it's gross, but I do, I am excited to see it, I guess. I guess. I That's a spoiler <laughs> for our listeners and myself, because I am not reading ahead, <laughs> but it's okay. It's implied. I'm sorry. You, you can it's tell. Implied. I mean, you could, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could definitely see something happen. They have a for sure strong bond. Like, they, she for sure admires her uncle, and um, he likes his niece. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, and you get to see it with her friend as well. You, you get to see it with her friend as well. Um, with Allison? Yeah, that I think there's a little something there too. Maybe it's the actors playing it, but I, they definitely have an admiration for each other or love. You know, it's. I wouldn't say it's just friends, but I, was, I could be wrong. I was reading that too from other people who have who are reviewing the episode. Me personally, I didn't get the the that vibe because 
in my head, they're both probably at the oldest, probably 13 or 12, supposed to play young girls, right? And I, I can remember being very close to my girlfriends at that age, especially if they grew up together, right? They would be close. They would, um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get that vibe. They love each other as like sisters. That's, that's the kind of vibe I got. And I got that too, I guess. I, I'm not saying like totally like, like it's a um, lustful type thing or, or lovers, but it's something like I, I got the vibe, but it wasn't heavy vibes, you know? And, and no judgment to the actress, but the, um, how do you say her name? Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Um, you know, we watch a lot of shows, and for me, I don't know why, but I cannot get my mind out of Princess Tia Beanie from... Oh. <laughs> yeah. From Disenchantment. From Disenchantment, uh-huh, on Netflix. So well, I didn't think about that at all until you just mentioned I can that. show you a picture. And <laughs> I see it. I, I, totally I can see, see it. it. I can see it. <laughs> and so, so like... She kind of acts like her, too, a little bit. <laughs> Another woman trying to break gender roles. Gender yeah. roles. And I don't want to get too much into like um, the, you know, bring politics into it too much. But like when I'm watching a show that, um, you know, that comes last towards me, like I can see it, but it doesn't bother me, you know. And for sure, I would say we're definitely seeing it more. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it because for the past you know, 30 years, I've always seen it male dominated and I'm not saying don't stop like, you know, having males, but I like the, um, having the option, you know, to see other people break through. Um, it's all, for me, it's all about the story, the acting and, and what they can bring to it. So the, the diversity is really good for it. So, um, okay. That's everything you like. Um, I don't have too many dislikes right now. Um, you know, we're just an episode in. I guess the only dislike I had was the um, the beginning pacing of the show, but you needed that development. So, like, I would say by the tournament, right? Um, it's you know you started. They already planted the seeds, and you could start seeing everything. So if I had any qualm, it would be that. But like that's that's a very minor. <clears throat> yeah, um, I'd argue like, you know, that was one of my issues I had with Game of Thrones when I was watching it. You know, there were so many characters being thrown at you and you had to keep up with them or otherwise nothing would make sense. Um, with episode one of House of the Dragon, um, yeah, they threw a lot of characters at us, but I didn't feel the pacing. A lot of people, compl- that was one of their qualms was the pacing. And, um, you know, I didn't think, I didn't think it was that bad at all. Um, if I were to pick a dislike, um, <laughs> I, I don't even know if this is considered a dislike, but, you know, you mentioned the casting. I thought the casting was really great. But I really don't recognize a lot of people, you know, and yeah. 
So maybe like like Rhaenyra, for instance, I have never seen that girl in my life. Um, I think I only recognize three actors: um, Matt Smith. Yeah, I know the, Matt Smith. I know the hand, the hand, and I think the dad. He looks familiar. The king. Yeah, the king. No, the the king for sure looks familiar. When you see him without the wig in interviews. I'm like, oh man, I know where I've totally seen him before. He's he's a famous. They're all famous, but yeah, I'm sure um, we would recognize him. We I just wish some of the women were a bit more. Uh, I don't want to say more famous. That sounds terrible, but like, I don't know. I it leaves like what they could potentially do with the role really mysterious. I guess because we don't know, we I, don't have previous. Yeah. I we don't know what their work is normally like. You know, I, so I guess that. I don't even. I wouldn't really consider that dislike. It was just kind of like, oh well, we're gonna discover who this actress is. I think if you have one, two or three strong, well-known actors, then the rest can be nobodies. Because think of for me at least Game of Thrones. I didn't know. Um, Daenerys, yeah, exactly. You know, I Jon Snow's character, um, Richard Madden. You know, I can't think. They were well. They were all starting out too. Yeah, so. The, I, I think it's good, right? You need a, a good ensemble cast. But popular um, opinion, but I was not a fan of Danny. <laughs> but yeah. that's like a sep- that can be a whole separate thing. <laughs> a whole nother episode. Just yeah, just <laughs> dislike for Danny. <laughs> so, I didn't mind her the character. It's just I just I don't think she's a good actress. <laughs> so going on like, you know, segueing into the conversations we had about female characters. I know the um, the second show we want to talk about on today's episode is She-Hulk. Um, so I, I we just you know premiered last Thursday. We watched it, um, and kind of want to talk about the same type of things, like maybe likes, dislikes, predictions. Um, you know, I just some general thoughts. It was a good sh- like I liked it. Um, I generally rate higher on on all my shows because like I just kind of watch it for what it is um, and don't do a lot of critiquing. But it was it was welcome. So one thing I'll say is like I know a lot of people's reaction right now is they want quality, not quantity, right? And we are getting a lot of Marvel shows, um, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say the production or quality is too bad. You know, we all have our own preferences on on what it's going to be, but it's like some of these shows, for example, that aren't movies, um, like Loki, for instance. The show was great. I loved Mm -hmm. it. But was I a Loki fan before the MCU? Yes. No. (laughs) I was. (laughs) For sure. The character or the the moment. The character or the actor? No, the moment I'm at the, the Loki character, an actor, of course, but I... I really I like characters like that. They're yeah, but sneaky. I'm, but I'm saying before Thor, did you? Well, I didn't know he existed. No. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm getting. But at. I'm not a just a you know preface. I'm not a big, super big. I don't. I didn't really follow Marvel. I'm more of a DC girl. Um, and even with that, you know, the, in comparison, Marvel has so many characters. So many characters. DC there's, does too. There's so. Yeah. yeah, DC does too. Yeah, but so what but Marvel threw at us. Yeah, I mean, we're, was, we're seeing like more than qu- that. Quantity, like the yeah. sheer quantity of all these characters. I'm like, whoa. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, I liked 
the reason why I like Loki now and if we're to follow is because of the show. I mean, um, because of the MCU, right? Thor, Loki, you, see, you introduce Loki, then you get him in, in all the other movies. Yeah, if I saw Loki without seeing all the other stuff, all the other stuff he was in, I probably would have been like, what I wouldn't a- have enjoyed it as much as I did. I still would have liked it. I'm like, oh, this is a cool show, but I wouldn't have yeah loved it as much as i did so that's what i'm saying like for for me for these shows it's like it's a welcome addition because we didn't have that many type of shows like that growing up just like more cartoon based not live action and the ones that were live action were very campy because it it really wasn't in so now it's in and everyone's trying to cash grab but overall quality of she hulk (laughs) i think is is good like i know it had its People had issues with the CGI with the trailer. I mean, I wasn't nitpicking all that because I'm not zooming in, and I'm gonna wait for the final product. You know. Yeah, I um, you liked She-Hulk better than I did. I I will still watch the show, but I didn't care for the CGI. Didn't bother me. The quality of the show seemed fine to me. I just don't like what they've with the with Hulk himself. Like where what um, Marvel has kind of morphed his character into i feel like i and i kind of get it like you know he's been through a lot so he he's been through a lot bruce um bruce banner so i can see why he can like she hulk is all about her obviously so they're gonna highlight her and make her look a little bit better than bruce but they didn't have to make it so that much better. I guess that was I my only I don't little see qualm that at all, that. though. I, I did. I, I don't know. I did. I, with, I have a different with, opinion uh, on with that. With everything, they made it seem like she learned it way faster. She is way better. All this stuff. Now, I don't know her character in the comics, stuff like that. Maybe she is that much better than he is, mm-hmm. right? But he... And, the, and just to add on, she's also, you know, her character in general is, you know, she's an independent, strong woman, right? And I just think that that's... You don't have to say you're an independent, strong woman who it can handle her anger, this or this. It's like, it's implied, kind of. But there I isn't anything like. wrong with saying it as well. No, I mean, for me, it's just kind of annoying. <laughs> I think, personally. I would get it. Like, the it. whole part where she's saying, I'm so good at handling my anger, you know, cat calls, this and, you know, all that stuff. And a lot of people, you know, are, are kind of polar on how they took that whole thing, you know. Um, I'm, uh, I didn't, the way I, when I was hearing her whole little monologue about that, I just kept thinking, you know, all the struggles that Bruce went through also and how long he had to deal with what he went through and everything. And I was just like, I don't think they were comparing apples to apples there. So it just kind of, I mean, granted, he just, you know, he sat there and he heard her, which is awesome. Right. Because of course women, we have. We don't have it easy, but it just, I mean, he, you know, the Hulk took him over for two years type of thing. You know, like it just, yeah. I did, it wasn't comparing apples to apples to me. That's the only part I didn't care for. She seems like a fun, cute character. I didn't have a problem with the CGI or nothing like that, like I said, but that, um, that whole part, I just didn't really care for it. The Captain America part bit was funny, I guess. I think it was just trying to. It's the first episode for me. Yeah, so. and again, it's the first episode. And it, yeah, yeah, I I, I I enjoyed House of the Dragon way better. <laughs> my take on this is, you know, 
that stuff doesn't bother me. Whether it's in the show or not, they're going to speak it. I mean, I'm watching the show for the show. I, um, you know, I've seen some comments recently too, um, popping up now where, like you said, people are, are it's it's polarized, right? But for me, like I'm, I watched it, heard it, and went on with it. For me, I don't think they're regressing yeah. the Hulk at all. I mean, you can see him like less anger, right? From his first introduction to Age of Ultron to Ragnarok, right? Going on to Infinity War and Endgame. Um, so I, I get that um, aspect of like he's regressing there. But even that rock scene where he's like showing off and she's like, oh, guy, you got to show off. Like I get the undertones, but it doesn't bother me. Uh, it's, you know, there's slight chuckle parts. It's There's funny aspects to the show. It might not be laugh out loud for me right now. But overall, I, I'm enjoying it. And it's just the first episode. I've seen other people say that um, it, it does get better. It's supposed to be like a comedy show. It's like the difference is because I've seen all the Marvel shows now. Mm-hmm. And some are funnier and some are not. Some are a little more serious. Um, and, uh, you know, with this character, you know, she does break the fourth wall to talk to the audience. Um, so that is showing yeah. in the show as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think like the after I saw the first episode and it and I had time to, you know, noodle on it, like the less I liked it because of the, the of the stuff like that. But it's not gonna deter me from watching more because it was a first episode type of thing, you know, establishing the base and all that stuff. Um so, I thought it was really cool, like how she hooked out in the law room, like in the, the trial and everything like yeah. that. That was pretty cool. Um, to show the world yeah and uh yeah we started off with dislikes on this one one thing it's okay <laughs> yeah i mean there's i think we talked about what we liked also a little bit like we, we both agreed that the quality is still i think i think it's still marvel quality what i, I did like uh they didn't set up all the first episode is not full you know um backstory yeah, you know, no. here. like it was. Quick. It did, yeah, I didn't need it. Was it was quick. It didn't really. Like it was. It had a little bit of what was going on. Okay, how she came to be, and they wrapped it up. It in was kind of like Deadpoolish. It was very fast, and I, and I enjoyed it because, you know, how many times do we have to see a character, Spider Man, for instance? How many times are you guys gonna make <laughs> me watch Uncle Ben, Uncle Uncle ben, ben die? <laughs> right, shed a tear. How many times? How many variations? Um, even with the last one we see Aunt May pass, right? So it's Jesus. like they're going to get us somewhere, whether it's Uncle Ben, Aunt May, mm-hmm. some character that we love. Don't get me started on Spider-Man. <laughs> I just think you're a hater with some things, but I'm that's not okay. a hater. I enjoy Spider-Man, but I'm a, a 90s baby. And Toby, like the, those three, those three Spider-Men were, the, his three, his Spider-Man was... He's for sure. For my sure. Spider-Man. No, I. I mean, that's I just, my first Spider-Man. Tom Holland. I just can't stand that guy. <laughs> I can't stand. He's a hater. I like him in certain things, like when he does like a serious role. I think he does really well in those. But when he made Spider-Man so um, campy to me, to me, this is just me personally, campy and like the biggest dumb. Spider-Man fan. <laughs> so we have very. I, different I'm not takes a huge, the biggest Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire made me. That's your into show. Spider-Man. That's just that. And now Andrew Garfield kind of like was. But you know, it's. I was like not on the Andrew Garfield train until way later. Um, I think he's a he's a fun Spider-Man too, and he actually made it kind of cool. I think because he's a, 
a cool dude. So Tom Holland is kind of like he made it too campy for me. Yeah, mm. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I I know, and to, I think his movies own. are all horrible, minus the No Way Home, and that's just so because every Toby time we talk, and Andrew just you know going you know, forward on all these episodes, you're gonna hear Christina's disdain <laughs> for the actor. So that's why I'm saying she's a hater. I'm sorry. But one thing I'll say because we'll have an episode about this coming later down the pipeline, um, a full on Batman episode. I think oh. the cool thing about um, the recent Spider-Man are that they all bring a different aspect to the character, just mm-hmm. kind of like Batman, right? You have Bruce Wayne and you have Batman, you know, you have Peter Parker and you have Spider-Man. And I think each of those actors bring a different aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that Batman episode is going to be very fun. Um, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, what are the, your, well, to, to circle back to She-Hulk real quick, what predictions do you have for, who do you think the big bad is going to be? Um, have they announced it? So know. from the enemies I've seen are Jamila Jamila's character. So okay. I don't know if she's going to be rec- like, you know, recurring. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure because we only saw her for a glimpse. Yeah. Um, what character is she? She looks, she was just looks Titania. Like- She's like super strong. Mm, and then, okay. and then, and I think, I believe if I'm not mistaken from reading, cause I, I didn't really follow the comics. I remember watching she Hulk, um, you know, when she appeared on the incredible Hulk show, the cartoon, but other than that, I didn't really follow her too much. Um, but I do like Marvel shows enough to watch each of them. So that's why I'm watching this one. Um, but I, you do see Tim Roth reappear as uh, abomination they did change his appearance. We saw him in Shang-Chi and we are, you know, very briefly he fought with Wong, um, that segment. And then when they're on the bus, no, this is when they go to the, like the fight club. Oh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's abomination. Oh, wow. And I did not know that at all. <laughs> he looks different. They, they changed. Okay. Yeah. I was He's like, not like bony and stuff. About? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, so he looks different, but you will see him, uh, later in the show. So I, who's your I, favorite Hulk? <laughs> uh, while we're talking about that guy. My, so if I had to go with my favorite Hulk, um, it, it would, either be a tie between um, Edward Norton's, even though it just had one outing and Mark Ruffalo. I really like his character. Mark Ruffalo's character, like he does a great Hulk. He changed it up. I mean, first he's very angry, right? I mean, that's the whole point. Uh And I I understand character evolution and different things like that. But um, Edward Norton's was very angry, like gritty. You saw a lot. I mean, that was like a, like that was a solo movie. The thing with our Hulk is we're getting Mark Ruffalo in, avengers movies he or you know with thor he's he's he never an, got his he's an additional character and i believe it's because paramount um has the rights to him mm-hmm. um i i think i heard mark ruffalo talk about a world war hulk movie coming up oh so you know having a solo hulk movie would be good because I, I really i do enjoy his character um if it wasn't mark ruffalo <laughs> just because we've seen him the most I think it'd be Edward Norton. I didn't really care for um, Eric Bana. Yeah, but the thing is, when I first saw that movie, it was at a drive-in uh, in California, and you know that was when it came out. So the projectors aren't the best, yeah. right? So like, I'm watching the Maybe movie. Maybe should we watch it? I, I have. I, I have oh, since, you have? but I haven't. It's probably been at least ten years. 
Um, but when I first saw it, I really didn't know what was going on because it was so <laughs> it was it was pretty dark. You know, I mean, and it's a long movie, and I had too. a lot of people around. It's really slow. It was very car- uh, comic booky. I remember. Yes. So it yes. is cool. Like it has a cool aspects, um, and and the differences, but. Um, you know, the first, my first go around, I was like, I don't even know about this. Then mm-hmm. I watched it later. I got to rent it. And, um, you know, it was back when we had Blockbuster, rented it, rewatched it. I liked it, but I, I can't say he's my favorite. You know, it's like, it's hard though. It's one outing as a, as a character. Yeah. I, I would probably say Mark Ruffalo is my favorite too. Cause I, we've seen him the most. Um, but I enjoyed, um, all the Hulk movies, to be honest, I thought they were all they were different in their own way. Like, like you said, like the first one was more comic booky. It was a bit slower. It was a bit more building up to that moment, uh, which I really liked, and I love Eric Bana. Uh, I did thought he was an odd casting for that because it's not that I don't believe he could be a doctor or anything, but I think what helps with Mark Ruffalo is he, you know, he has like that square face, and he kind of, I can believe <laughs> he. He he turned into the Hulk. My issue with Edward Norton, what that was a great movie. He's a great actor. He's one of my favorite actors. But he, there's no way. <laughs> He's so little. Like I, I could not see him turn into the Hulk. It just didn't feel believable. But that movie was like going a hundred miles an hour the entire time, and it was really fun. So I really, I really enjoyed it. But okay, yeah, cool. And those movies, they, so just going back, I know we're kind of going on Hulk, but, you know, you did bring up a good point. Um, you know, outside of She-Hulk, um, you know, what started all this, you know, was, you know, with Iron Man, um, it came out in 2008. So did the Incredible Hulk movie that came out in 2008, just about a month or two after. Really? Yes. And so I'm, um, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I don't know if they had already integrated, if John Favreau had any input. I highly doubt it because I don't, I'm not sure. I if think it was they were trying plan. to keep Edward Norton. Yeah. But there was I do just some, that. there there might have been scheduling difficulties or, or who knows. But, and I even think Edward Norton mentioned that, you know, they were in talks. It just didn't, you know, come to fruition. Yeah. And if I'm not, I'm mis- saying that correctly. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say, um, it's called like Nick Fury's Big Week because I want to say Incredible Hulk and Thor and it's maybe it's Iron Man or Iron Man 2 all happen in the same week. <laughs> that so, would be quite a week for, for yeah, Mr. Fury. So if you look it up, like it is his week. Don't get me started on Nick Fury either. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like the the glue that kind of holds it all together-ish. <laughs> He signed on, I want to say, for like 13 appearances more. or more or something. Oh. Not like more. I'm saying like when yeah, he first signed on. I mean. But no, I like his character. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. I think it's cool because you get a whole bunch of different um, ways to tie it in together, the glue. Uh-huh. But you get different stories because like the, um, the espionage aspect, right? You could have your Black Widow films. It, we just got one, and it came way yeah, too late. Yeah, and they did a disservice with her, I think, like that. We should have gotten one right after Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, 
You get I don't to, know what happened there. You can get the different genres though. Like that's an espionage. It'll still be action, yeah, but like more a spy movie. Yeah. Um. You know, you have your action movies, really big, outgoing characters and, and huge like destruction. You know, with them, it's it's more like hand to hand combat because they're not. Yeah, like Hawkeye. Yeah. And even it, a, some cap cap a little bit like in his first movie, like he it was really all hand to hand until the very end of yeah. the movie, which was incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> I'm not the I'm not a cat fan. You, I love Chris Evans. I always find it funny when you but tell I'm not me a, what movies you love. I'm not a Captain America fan. Moulin Rouge. I'm like, uh, we disagree on that one. Um, but Moulin Rouge is a great movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's okay. No, I know I'm the minority here. A lot of people love Cap. Obviously, he's you know he's Captain America, but I. For the movie, from Avengers, I just, I, I think Iron Man really brainwashed me. <laughs> um, well, the so, production is very good on it, though. I mean, that Iron Man started was, everything. Iron and, Man was so and Robert, good, and I'm a huge RDJ RDJ fan. Huge, sure. I love everything he does, and I guess I'm every time I see Chris Evans, I still think, you know, blame on. <laughs> That's funny. I loved Fantastic Four. That movie was awesome. <laughs> Both of them. I liked both. So the plan is to discuss House of Dragons and She-Hulk um, as they're premiering. So we'll have something current to go through. We do have other fun episodes planned um, throughout the shows and anything else. So um, you can find us at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Our website is rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash House of Ramen. Any topics you'd like to hear from us, hear about, please email us. Please email us. Sorry. Houseofxramen at gmail.com. And that was a wrap for our first episode of House of Ramen.